Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at the start of your weekend here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen who are out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Uh, this uh, weekend, if you're up here in Starkville for whatever reason, and of course, next weekend when you're definitely up here, that's one of the first places you got to go. It's got to be on the list. You can't get your day started without a delicious beverage. Strange Brew Coffee House, and you can't finish the day, in my opinion. Now, not in Joel's. Joel doesn't have the same belief system. It's sort of a Catholic <laughs> Presbyterian thing, I guess. I don't know. Same same differences, but uh, I believe, you know, maybe a little frozen treat to finish your day is how you should go. Joel, Joel worships at a different altar. That's fine. That's fine by me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, for me, a, a sea turtle milkshake, there's nothing wrong with that. I assure you that I am, uh, you know, I'm an oddball among the Protestants. Uh, you know, I said most Protestants, you know, all, all in on the fried chicken and the ice cream and all that kind of. Which, granted, fried fried That's chicken, I'm all, fried chicken. I'm, all, I'm all on the fried chicken. But uh, I just, I would just give me another piece of fried chicken. I don't need the ice cream. Great fried chicken tonight here in. Uh, I, I saw the picture; it looked yeah. delicious. You know what the name of this restaurant is? It's it's it. It might as well be called Joel Coleman's favorite restaurant with this name. What is Mama and Them's. Mama and Them, huh? Yeah. Let's go to Mama and Them's and eat. <clears throat> is that kind of like uh, Big Mama's Kitchen in Omaha? It's just in the like south. That. Is that what it is? Like they got they got a lot of stuff that I was looking at the menu. I was like, and Joel will be in hog heaven. Some of these choice. Do you like bologna? I mean, I I do, but I would never order it. They had like a fried bologna sandwich. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Man, that's old. That's old school stuff right there. They had a thing called the belt. It's a BLT with a fried egg. See, I don't. I wouldn't want. I, I'm actually not huge on fried egg. Do what? You don't like the egg on the sandwich? No, not really. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't ruin it for me. It doesn't ruin it for me. But if you made me choose, I would rather the egg not be on the sandwich. Well, maybe this place isn't as Coleman esque as I thought. We have to. We may. We have to come down here one time and figure it out. I bet I could find something. No, and when you're in Starkville, I know what is Coleman-esque and that strange brew uh, coffee. Our good friends over at College Corner want you to go ahead and deck yourself in maroon and white for next weekend here in Starkville, the M over S, and they've got the selection to make it happen. The biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in all of Central Mississippi, two great locations serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're Flowood by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Tom, when you get back up here to Starkville next weekend, put this on the list of things to do because you, you probably haven't done it yet. You know, it's been a while since you've been up here. And Humble Taco is one of Starkville's newest restaurants, but it is also one of its best Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Great local products up and down the menu, but with a twist on them like you've never seen. We've all had a Vardaman sweet potato, but have you ever had it as a tortilla? That is the question I would put to you. Uh, great local beers on the beer list. 
great wine list, great craft cocktails, a huge patio for sitting outside and enjoying yourself. You just can't go wrong with any choice you make when that choice starts. Humble taco. Joel, let's talk some baseball. Mississippi State and LSU are uh, going to hit the, uh, the diamond down there in Baton Rouge. New Alex. I still call it New Alex Fox. I, I don't think I'll ever be able to just say Alex Fox. What year did it open? I can't even remember. Last decade, it sounds right. Like, yeah. I don't know the exact date. Yeah, but if only, if only we had a device. Yeah, well, I will be, uh, you know, 60, 70 years old referring to it as the new box. I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't let it go. Um, and, of course, that is a place where Mississippi State has gone many times and has lost many games. 2009. Gosh, it feels like it's been less time than that, but. Uh, it is what it is. MSU put their starting rotation out, and uh, Joel got it pretty much got it right. Uh, it will be the original starting rotation of Christian McLeod on Friday, Will Bednar on Saturday, Eric Saratola on Sunday, which means Jackson Fristo will move into sort of – I guess he and Landon Sims will be sort of like potential long relief, but also could be potential stoppers, you know, in, in any kind of situation. Yeah, add Brandon Smith to that too. I mean, yeah. you got you got one guy per day if you need it to kind of well, be a backup starter. Yeah, there's the options are there for Mississippi yeah. State from a pitching perspective. For LSU, no surprises. Jaden Hill gets the ball on Friday night. Landon Marceau, who's been really good this year, uh, on Saturday. AJ Labis on Sunday uh, for the Tigers. This is one of those those things, Joel, where, where on paper I feel like Mississippi State should have the advantage here. But I know that it's LSU, and, you know, even though we always say that history doesn't really mean anything, it's, it kind of does when you're talking about LSU for whatever reason. And, and I've always been a subscriber to the theory on a road series. It's all – I always have, you know, and I'm not playing the games. So what I think doesn't truly matter. But I just have the don't get swept mentality. You can lose series on the road. You have to you, – if you win your series at home and you lose your series on the road – and if somewhere in there you can get a sweep at home and win one road series, you're in fantastic shape. This is a series where, you know, for me, I'd like to see State have a chance to win the series. But as long as they go down there and get one, they're going to come out of this weekend feeling fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. And the exciting thing is, though, no matter who Mississippi State plays on the road, be it LSU, I mean, shoot, you know, fill in the blank, it really doesn't matter whoever they play on the road, they have a chance to, to win the series. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's not like if they go down to Alex Box and win two out of three, I'm totally right. surprised by any stretch of the imagination. Well, I'm not going to be surprised by anything that State does. Yeah, um, but you're right. What you just said a minute ago, yeah. um, people don't often think about that a lot, but you you hit the nail on the head. You win all five of your home series, that, that's ten wins. Mm-hmm. You, you, you just win one game in all of your road series. That's 15. You're 500. Yeah, you're at 500. You know, if you mess around then and you get a sweep over, you know, whoever, and then, like you said, win one road series, all of a sudden you're 17 and 13 in your national seat. Your national seat. It's just as simple as that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's as simple as I can. And, and the good thing for State right now is only three non-conference losses. They, they, they look ahead to their, their schedule. They, they should win the remaining games. It is baseball and strange things that happen. But you've put yourself in a situation where if you just do what I laid out there, you're only going to have 16 losses to 40 wins. You are a national seed. With yep. You're probably a four or five seed, to be totally honest with you. So, you know, I try to – looking at baseball schedules can be tough because there's so many games, but that's that to me is the easiest breakdown of it. You know, if you've got 13, non, or 13 conference losses, you've only got three or four, 
non-conference losses, you're hosting, and you're probably a national seed. You're probably a good one. Now, you look at Ole Miss right now, I think the Rebels have – they have five non-conference losses. I think that's right. They lost two to Central Florida. They lost to Louisiana Tech the other night. They lost to ULM one game. They may only have four. They may, they may have lost another midweek in there. I'm not sure. But, you know, they're, they're running out of, of room. You know, they, they Ole Miss doesn't have a ton of room – yeah, for, to wiggle around in that non-conference anymore, they can't afford to lose. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was two losses to Central Florida, That's a enough. loss and lost to Louisiana Monroe, mm-hmm. a loss to Louisiana Tech. So four? They only have four? I, I think it's just four. Yeah, I'm almost positive they've lost another game. I could be wrong because you got to remember they went three and zero on opening week. I know they went three and zero. I know that. Yeah, yeah, it is four. Okay, they're thirteen and four on the year. Got me, got me wondering now. What's the rest of their, their non-conference? Central Arkansas, they should win that. North Alabama, I mean, they lost to North Alabama a couple of years ago. All State, State's got North Alabama coming up. Here yeah. Little Rock, like a week. they'll win that. Arkansas State, they've played them already. Little Rock, oh, they got some, some repeats in here. UT Martin. So, yeah, Ole Miss is probably good. But they don't have the same wiggle room that State has. State can drop a game and be like, okay, no, no sweat. And, and all, I don't know how – I don't know how we went down this Ole Miss road, but if you look at Ole Miss's schedule, took a long turn. Yeah, it's a bad you, neighborhood. If you look at Ole Miss's schedule, they have a brutal conference schedule. Uh, yeah, after uh, they have Alabama this weekend, and then they have Auburn in, in the second week, and then they have a murderer's yeah, row of like right, four, four or five in a row. I mean, it's like Florida and State and Arkansas and all these teams back to back. I think LSU may be in there. They have like four or five straight weekends. So you're, actually, you're you're off in that they don't play Auburn next. They're playing uh, they play Auburn this weekend. Then yeah, they, Auburn then Bama. I had it mixed right. up. Then it's at Florida, Arkansas, at Mississippi State, LSU, South Carolina, at A and M, and then Vandy, and then finish with Georgia. So not great. I mean, it's a it's about as brutal of a conference schedule as you could have. Yeah, LSU on the season is 15 and three. They dropped the game the first weekend to Air Force. Uh, Dropped uh, two, of course, to Oral Roberts. And they got the sweep this past weekend. But if you watch those games, and I know that we all did, uh, they had to go into extra innings and come from behind in the final two games to get wins in 13 and 11 innings, respectively, against uh, UTSA. So, I mean, LSU is not playing at its best right now. They, they won the midweek. They beat Southeast Louisiana 10 to 7. They're giving up runs. And for an MSU team that hasn't done a great job of hitting this this year, but has done a fantastic job of pitching, you feel like maybe there's an opportunity here for, to really get the bats going in what is normally known as a hitter's ballpark. Yeah, but like you mentioned earlier, this LSU staff's been pretty good, particularly Marceau on Saturday, who hadn't given up a – I'm pretty sure he hadn't given up a run all year. Marceau, I know he yeah, hadn't, I think you're right. I, I know he hadn't given up an earned run, and I'm pretty sure he hadn't given up a run, period, all, all year long. Once again, um, we have a device. Yeah, and I mean, you're just going to – I don't care what LSU has done, man. It's a little bit of that – whenever that purple and gold's on the other side of the field yeah. and you're in Alex Box Stadium, you just kind of a little bit expect something to go wrong. Yeah, um, and Marceau on the season has thrown 23 innings without giving up an earned run. He has given up two runs, only 12 hits allowed. His whip is .65. yeah. So, yeah, he's the, the bottom line here with all this, and I'm no scout. I haven't watched every single inning of LSU, but I really believe Mississippi State is just the better baseball team overall. Uh, when you just match up depth and you match up 
you know, pitching staffs and things. I mean, I would take, you know, if you just put them in whatever colors you want to, you know, put Mississippi State in purple and put – or pink and put LSU in green. It doesn't matter. I just like State's roster better. Right. You take the, and, name, take the, the name off the logo, the, the helmet. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And, and you just kind of have to get over the fact that it's in, in Baton Rouge in Alex Box Stadium. And if you just look at it from a who's better standpoint – I don't really have a problem looking at the series as men state has a real chance here to get at least two out of three. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, and, and if you do that, I mean, you have yourself a fantastic start to sec play and you're coming home and you could really make a statement. If you took two out of three from Arkansas, you know, if you came out of these first couple weekends at four and two, I mean, you yeah, are some kind of celebrating. You're in, you're in great position. Uh, um, well, we're getting way ahead of ourselves there, but. Saturday night is the is the matchup. That is going to be a, a, a battle between Marceau and Will Bedner. I, I really am looking forward to that. That's going to be one where a couple runs might get you the win for sure. McLeod versus uh, Jaden Hill. Hill has been sort of like the, their guy that, you know, they keep waiting on him to finally show up. They know he's at the stuff, but his ERA is over four. Didn't um, he start – he started the old Dominion game, didn't he, that was like 22-7 to seven or whatever correct. it was? Correct. So, yeah, he had a rough go in there. Um. And then, like I said, Lavis on uh, Sunday, his ERA uh, is in the mid threes, uh, three, I'm sorry, low threes, 3.1. Uh, but teams are hitting 286 against them. Teams are only hitting 203 against uh, Jaden Hill. Uh, I'm trying to see where, the, where his walks are. Only four walks. I don't, I don't, I don't maybe, know how he's giving up these runs. But, yeah, maybe yeah. he was out of the game before Old Dominion got all these runs. I, I don't know. I didn't watch that game. We were at Duty Noble that night. So that's true. But anyway, um, Sunday is really intriguing to me for Mississippi State, just because. I mean, how the much of a little, there, it's all in it. It's, it, it really it's is. Going, really, how much of a leash are you going to give him? You know, um, if he walks a couple in the first inning, I've got somebody heating up already. I might know? have somebody taking some throws before <laughs> the game starts. You think about that though. If you're Eric Sarantola, and before you've even taken the mound, you got teammates warming up. That just destroys your confidence, man. To, I mean, to does it, or do you say, "Okay, I'm on." They don't need me. I, you got it's, it. All comes down to how he reacts. Yeah, I guess so. Either way, I'm not letting him hang us out to dry on a Dude. Sunday if I'm Chris Lamonis when I've got probably at least two of Jackson Fristo, Landon Sims. And Brandon Smith able to give me innings. Parker Stinnett and Preston Johnson and everything. yeah, just just re- just start rolling them off. Uh, there's no way you know that, that you can have much slack there. And, and the encouraging thing, you know, Chris Lamonis was talking about this on Thursday. Whether it's Will Bedner or Christian McLeod or Sarantola, it doesn't matter who it is. With all the names that we just rolled off, these guys only have to give you four or five innings. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you have a a pitching staff where you've got to get into the sixth or seventh with your starter. Right. right. I mean, you just don't. If you get through five, that is more than enough. Yeah, it's like the opposite of 2017 where you really needed Pilkington and Small. Yeah. <laughs> so good, you just didn't have any pitchers. You only had seven. Yeah, guys. yeah that's, that's what's funny. Man, uh, Robbie and I were talking the other night about this team, and, and we were kind of a little bit comparing it to that 2013 Bulldog team that obviously – you know, would throw Trevor Fitz or whoever for a couple innings and then turn it over to Gerardo or Ross Mitchell or whoever. We were kind of comparing it to that, but the difference is you really do have three starters that you don't have to do that. 
you know, yeah. you have three starters that could on any given night give you seven strong. I mean, it's I, – I don't know that there's been a pitching staff in SEC history that is in as good a shape as, as Mississippi State's right now. That's one of the things, like, I feel like that's probably wrong. There probably have been some great pitching staffs in SEC, but this is a really, really good one. And, you yeah. know, as they continue to win and continue to, you know, add to that legacy, you know, we could look at it back by the end of the season – if we're in Omaha, you know, and look at it and say, okay, yeah, this is one of the top pitching staffs in, in conference history. And obviously there's a great one in Vanderbilt right now. I, I was thinking about Vanderbilt. It's just like, I, I don't know if you want to bet, but I can't see them losing a series this year. Are yeah. You, I, like you can't, you're going to have to beat lighter or rocker once. I, mean, I can see that happening, but then, even on Sunday, they had a good guy. It just, it just, it just feels like they're on, on a track to go like, what, 20 and 10? Yeah, I, this is, I guess, as a beat writer, I should maybe know this, but I don't, you know, delve into every team. I wonder, the answer to this is probably absolutely yes, because they're Vandy. Of course, they, you know, the, the 12th guy in their pen probably throws 99. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, with, 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 do with, they feel as good about their depth as Mississippi State does theirs? I guess they probably do. I don't know the answer to that question. Maybe we can I get my full staff, but I mean – Maybe, maybe we can they, get my voters uh, too. That I mean, we really haven't seen McLeod go seven strong or eight strong, or we haven't seen Bedner do that. Or McLeod. yeah, Rocker and Lighter can do that. Yeah, and whatever you've got in the bullpen, you can. And that's why they're going to see a lot. Of, you're going to see a lot of games on Sunday where they throw like eight or nine guys because they can't. Yeah, yeah, that, that's no doubt about it. I mean, for as far as like top end, when you got Rocker and you got Lighter, you know, it, it's tough to compete with that. Um. But, yeah, I mean, I think McLeod or Bedner any given night can hang with them for sure. Yeah. We have one score that already happened. Uh, there's a Thursday series. Florida got a 13-4 to win over Texas A&M. That series is being played in Gainesville. The other series around the league. Uh, Tennessee will travel to Georgia, Missouri, and Kentucky. What a god-awful way to start the season there. Obviously, we mentioned State LSU. Alabama travels to number one, Arkansas. It's a big series there. Arkansas losing in the midweek. They drop a game here. They could drop from number one. Auburn heads to Ole Miss, and then South Carolina, who's been sort of an interesting team uh, in the early going with West Clark hitting all those home runs. They will go to Vanderbilt uh, to start their season. So some great matchups around the conference. What is your prediction? Uh, well, let's let's do it the whole way. Let's talk about a uh, a playmaker. Who give me a, a pitcher and a batter that make a difference this weekend? We haven't really talked about the batters. No, I guess we haven't. Um, I. I mean, to me, the wild card of this whole deal is uh, – it, it kind of is Sarantola. I don't know that the weekend will come down to him necessarily, but from a pitching standpoint, you feel like State's probably getting one of the first two. Because with McLeod and Bedner, not to mention the, the bullpen that backs them up, you just feel good that one of those nights is going to go right. <laughs> I don't know which one. It could go either way, but I, I do feel like State's winning at least one of the first two. And if that's the case and you go into Sunday with a rubber match, I mean, it all boils down to, to Sarantola. If he goes out there and, you know, first inning blows up and gets you in a 3 nothing hole or something, um, it could be a, a, a losing weekend. Um, but if he goes out there and he's pretty solid and gives you four or five and, you know, limits LSU to just two or three runs over four or five innings, well, I mean, you feel darn good that, 
whether it's Landon Sims or Fristo or somebody the rest can carry you the rest of the way and that you can put up four or five runs and win the game. So that Sunday game is just, to me, where it's our perception of the weekend will be shaped. Because I, I'm not saying that Mississippi State can't win the first two because they absolutely could, but I just feel like odds are it's going to be one and one with the rubber match on Sunday and, and at that point. You know, it comes down to what does Sarantola do and the guys behind him. Which game are you, you feel more confident they can win, Friday or Saturday? As good as Marceau has been, it's tough for me to say Saturday just because – I mean, you're, you're talking about a dude who hasn't given up a run yet. It's just – it's mm-hmm. tough to – so, I, I guess Bednar's I'll say Friday. Too, so yeah, Bednar has been. He has it really been. Is, I, I, that game's going to be like 2 nothing or 1-1, two, two, one, one nothing, something like that. But I, I like the Friday just because I've, I've really – I like that left-handed than right-handed combination of uh, McLeod and Brandon Smith on, on Friday night. We've kind of seen that a couple times now. There's just something about that mix of, of going from McLeod over to Smith. and I don't know. I, I, I just really like it. I, I think that yeah, combined with the fact that uh, – Velocity and, and what they like to do with the ball. Yeah. Um, of course, different handedness. but Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Feel, like, it yeah. feels like you're getting the same – a lot, but it's coming from the other direction. Maybe that's what makes it effective. Maybe so. Um, and, and that plus, like you said, um, gosh, we've already talked about him, and now I'm, I'm drawing a blank. It's getting late at night. Uh, Friday night started for LSU. What's his Daniel. name? Yes. He's been so – he's been a little bit up and down, uh, yep. which I guess McLeod has too. But um, I, I don't know. I just feel a little better about Friday than, than beating a, a guy in Marceau that's been so good. Yeah. But, I mean, if you told me they're 2-0 after the first two, I'm not floored either. So – yeah. Who's who's the uh, who's who at the plate? Could that be a difference maker for state this week? Uh you know it's tough to go against TA, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, look, you know he got, got it. commitment. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I, he's just the heartbeat of that lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that that's kind of a cop out, I guess, to pick him because you could pick him every week. Uh, if you told me Rowdy Jordan had a big weekend then I feel really good about where Mississippi State is because everybody else is kind of starting to hit. Um, you know, Hatch, Hatch is back up to around 260. Yeah. Uh, everybody's kind of getting up there now, and, and you still got Rowdy down there hitting about 230. But, I mean, I, he, he hit a double the other night against Samford, man, that was just – I don't – off the bat, it was one of the hard – I think looking at back at the analytics, it was either the hardest or second hardest hit ball of the whole night. And it was almost like the ball was going to go through the left field wall. I mean, he, he was right on. He smoked it. If you told me Rowdy broke out of his slump this weekend, I mean, I, gosh, I might tell you State gets the sweep because, I mean, that would be so huge for them to get his back going in, in addition to everybody else's that kind of seemed to be heating up a little bit. My pitcher is going to be Landon Sims. I think, I think that's going to be Sunday. I, I just don't know if I'm going to buy into Sarantola just yet. So I feel like there could come a situation where there's a jam and Landon Sims will have to get MSU out there. So yeah. I'll go with Sims. And then at the plate, I'm going to start with the leadoff guy. You know, with with a pitcher who's been struggling a little bit, you know, if you can get the leadoff man on, that's how things get going for you. So Scotty DeBrule, and going back to Louisiana, where he, I'm sorry, no, I'm thinking of uh, thinking of somebody else, thinking of Carlisle Kessler. Uh, but you know, Scotty DeBrule, I think he's the guy to to get this MSU attack going, and for him to be on base with Rowdy Jordan. Means you're going to have to, you know, be careful with what you do with Rowdy, and then you can, you know, you set the plate for TA. We'll see what happens there. But the rules, the guy I've got my eye on this weekend. I think the dogs are going to. It pains me to say this, but I think they're going to take two. 
I really do think State can win this series. And I've never had any success predicting uh, wins at LSU uh, just because that's just yeah. how it goes. But at the same time, you know, I feel like if I'm, I'm going to be, you know, looking at the numbers and looking at what these teams are, State, State is the better baseball team. I think the dogs will take two and get their season off to it. So SEC season off to a good start. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Mississippi State, to me, is the deeper, more complete um, team. It, it, again, as we started this whole shebang off saying, even if you just come out of it with one win, you still feel okay about that. Um, but I really do feel like State is probably getting at least two. Um, and if you do that and you come home at two and one, you really, really like how that sets up for you. Um, you, you go into next weekend hosting Arkansas with a little less pressure. Because, I mean, look, if you start one and two, then you come home to face Arkansas and you're basically in a situation where, all right, here's the, I guess, you know, number one team, number two team in the country, whatever they are at the moment, and you feel like I have to win the series. There's a decent chance. I mean, it would be already according to Baseball America, but if State does what it's supposed to do in Arkansas – it's it's series against Alabama. This should be a consensus one-two game. Right? Yeah, it needs to be uh, next week. So yeah, huge series next weekend. But LSU, you know, they've spoiled so many years before. They'd love nothing more than to get their season off on the right foot as well. So we'll see what happens. We'll obviously report back to you on Sunday. Let's move on over to football. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Food trucks up and running all weekend long for lunch burgers, steak sandwiches, and, of course, they've always got some great specials out there. So you can always call and ask what the specials are or just swing by. I'm telling you right now, and I was talking to one of the guys, Scott Sanders, one of the Sanders brothers who runs them, and we were talking about the food truck. He's like, I just don't know. You know I see people out there waiting. I was like, well, you know, you don't wait really any longer at the food truck than you wait if you go to a restaurant and order. You know, it's about the same amount of time. And something about, I'm telling you, food that you eat in a parking lot tastes better. That's why tailgating food tastes better. I don't know what it is, I get, but it is something, it is a quantifiable fact of life. So head over to the Welcome Home Beef food truck and grab yourself something. And while you're there, hey, pop in and grab yourself a couple of steaks or some burgers for the, uh, the grill uh, this weekend. 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Whether it's from the food truck or whether you cooked it, I promise you one thing's for sure. It just tastes good. Two Brothers needs to be on your list of things to do in Starkville. I, I, we've made the list for you here at, at Thunder Light. You're going to go to Strange Brew. You're going to go to Humble Taco. You go to Welcome Home Beef. You're going to go to Two Brothers. And if you do all four of those things in one weekend, you will leave Starkville with a smile on your face. Two Brothers always puts a smile on my face. Great food, great drinks, great people, great atmosphere up there, great patio to sit there and enjoy the great weather. A lot of greats, a lot of superlatives when it comes to Two Brothers. And why shouldn't there be? So much more than just barbecue. It is Southern smoked soul food at its finest. At 621, University Drive in the heart of the Cotton District, Two Brothers smoked meats. Advantage Business Systems wants to go to work for you, and they want to work with you and make your business a lot more successful. And they've been doing that for nearly 50 years in the state, helping out people just like you, helping out their fellow Mississippians. They are a local business. They do business locally with a lot of local uh, companies, and they want you to jump on board with them and get your business going in the right direction. So call them today and find out what opportunities and what solutions they can prevent for you. Call them today at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. You find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business 
do business. All right, Joel, I wasn't there. You got to talk to Mike Leach, the start of spring practice, the first practice of the uh, the first spring practice of the Mike Leach era. Didn't have those last year. Uh, I now will assume that you're about to tell us that he has laid out the entire depth chart and give us a full preview of what to expect in 2021. So I will turn that over to you, Joel. What did we learn from Coach Leach? Absolutely. He named his starter already. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no more starting quarterback. We know who that is. Matt Christoph. <laughs> oh, man. No, uh, you know, I guess it makes for a little bit boring pod here, but he said basically what you would expect him to say a little bit with, with all this. Um, uh, excited to play, obviously excited to get out there. And, um, I mean, he mentioned some of the just position battles and things, and he specifically mentioned um, offensive line and, and some of the, the battles that will happen there. And uh, I think he uh, – what else did he say? I think he may have mentioned secondary and, and maybe shoring up some D-line spots and, and things. Nothing out of – nothing that you wouldn't expect. Um, it, it, he, of course, hit on quarterbacks and, and talked about how uh, – I think he said he ran three guys with the ones, um, which Will Rogers and Jack Abraham and gosh, I don't I don't really know who the third if I guy was. Yes, Daniel Greek. Yeah, would probably, not be surprised if you told me it was what is it Chance or Chase Lovertich? Yeah, I, I don't know. We we didn't even ask who that third guy. Didn't even ask who that third guy was. So that's on us as a, a crappy media core, I guess. But no, uh, <laughs> um, oh, but he's been there. If only you were there, it'd have been a different story. But no, he, he just mentioned about how with Will Rogers, that Will's got to go out and win his job. You know, he, he's not. Listen to the pod yesterday. Joe. Yeah, I mean, he, it's exactly basically like we said. I mean, he's not being given anything. And then uh, Leach went on to say basically that after whoever wins it, you know, they're going to have to go out in the fall and win it again. <laughs> like, so it's not like they're going to come out of this spring and be like, oh, it's definitely Will the fall doesn't matter, you know, so um, I'm trying to think if it was anything else incredibly noteworthy. He, he talked a lot about um, bringing Jay Hops on the board mm-hmm. and, uh, and and just how highly he thinks of him and his intelligence. And he joked that uh, anytime he's been around him, he feels like he's gotten smarter. So he's just going to walk back and forth in front of him for the next practice and just soak it all in. But, you know, I don't know how much a defensive analyst, you know, is that going to have a humongous impact on this team or not? I, I, I don't know, but he was very highly hyped up by, by Mike Leach on uh, on Thursday night. So, um, yeah, I mean, health-wise, I mean, he, he mentioned that uh, he couldn't think of anybody that was missing kind of thing, so it kind of seems like it's a completely healthy bunch. Um and beyond that, yeah, it was basically a lot of talk of uh, of just being excited to get out there. I mean, because yeah. these guys, remember, this was Mike Leach's first ever spring practice at Mississippi State today. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> a year ago they got robbed of all this. And there was a definite, you know, bounce to his voice a little bit, just the fact that they, they got to get out there and, and start down the road of, you know, getting the, the, the newer guys up to speed and, and, and just to have a spring. I don't think we will ever fully – we won't ever fully know how much that hurt Mississippi State a year ago, right. but it hurt. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And, and it hurts when you have a new staff and installing new stuff, and State had it on both sides of the ball, 
you know, with Leach and with, with uh, Arnett, you can't tell me that State wasn't a little further behind than like a, a team that had a staff completely back. Um, I, I know that we kicked around, you know, kicked the tires last year of, well, Leach's offense is somewhat simple to pick up. So maybe State has an advantage in that regard. And, you know, sure, I guess it's not like somebody came in and tried to install the triple option, kind of did something complicated or whatever. But they still had to learn new stuff, and they didn't have a spring to do it other than sit around and watch film or whatnot. And right. I, I just think it – just to get out there, and, and there's going to be a lot of young guys that get reps, and whether it's a Rufus Harvey that last year got kind of plagued by injury a little bit, well, now he's going to have a spring and a fall to try and kind of catch up and get up to speed. So many guys are going to have that opportunity now. And uh, so, yeah, that, I, I guess that kind of sums up the, the leech experience of Thursday night. Nothing – tremendously newsworthy we didn't think there would be but it was it was good to actually have a spring press conference for the first time since 2019 what do you say about his coke uh gosh he made a little quip at the end something about drink your coke and you'll be up all night or something like that but i I can't they got they got pepsi here at the golden moon so no i bet you are just grouchy I'm going to get up in the morning. There's a service station like right outside the uh, <laughs> property. They're going to see me in the morning. For sure. So, yeah, um, we will talk again on Saturday to assistant coaches and players. I'm very interested to see what players are given to us. I, if one of them is not named, his, his name needs to rhyme with Bill Bodgers. <laughs> right? We rarely, rarely got to talk to the starting quarterback a season ago. If he's the guy, let's put him out there as the face of the program. And we'll see what happens. And also, you know, I'm interested to see who else. You know, Jaden Wally. We can speak to him. Maybe I don't know. I, you know, I, it, w- it would not shock me. Be on the list. It would not shock me if we don't talk to Will Rogers. Maybe because it's spring, we will. But I know that that you know, I don't think Mike was a big fan of us talking to Will last year. I, mean, I guess that. But now this guy's your starting quarterback. At some point, is he? Is he? We just did a whole pod yesterday about how. But as of today, <laughs> on March 18th and 19th, as you're listening. He is your starting quarterback. Now that could change in a couple of days, but yeah, you need to put that guy out there. And let us and maybe maybe we will because it's not like they have LSU this Saturday or something. Right, right. So it's you know, it just it's spring. So you guys out there, let them. Let and then for that matter, I mean, crap, you could send Abraham and Will Rogers. I mean, who cares? I think Abraham, many people want to hear from me. Or what? Why? Yeah. What you asked the question on yesterday's pod? Why did you choose Mississippi State? Why would you pick a program where you sort of had an established starter? What was that recruiting pitch like? So. There's are interesting questions to ask Jack Abraham and a bunch of other guys as well. So we'll talk about that uh, on next week on I guess on Sunday's pod as we wrap it up after we wrap up uh, basketball. Of course, uh, MSU basketball later on. I'm sorry, on Saturday, a four o'clock tip off against St. Louis. Don't want to go too far down the road with the NIT. You guys know my thoughts on that. I, although them playing it as we said, we think is a positive. State is a four and a half point underdog uh, to the Billikens, and uh, we'll see where that takes us. So we'll recap that as well on our. And we also, for whatever it's worth, uh, we talked to Nikki McCray Pinson on Friday. So yeah, may have something to talk about with that on Sunday. This next should be time interesting. We- Y'all have fun with that. We'll talk about that and see. There could be some pointed answers. I just don't want to go too far down that, but I was taken by Don Staley's tweet to Nikki McCray Pinson. That sort of struck me as out of nowhere, and I don't know what I make of that, but. I am I am of the belief, and I call it the croom. It's one of the many croom theories that I have that if other teams' coaches are talking about how great your coach is, that's the worst thing you could possibly have. 
You want you want a coach that everybody else hates. <laughs> Nobody ever said, man, that Dan Mullen's doing a great job for Mississippi State. Just keep giving him time. They wanted him out of here. <laughs> right? But Sylvester Cream, all you ever heard was, oh, man, he's building that program. He's going to do a good job. Why? Because he knew you could beat him every time. That's just – I don't like to hear from other teams about how great your coach is. Don't want to hear that. I want them saying, get them out of there. They're cheating. Something. I don't know. So, all right. Uh, so, yeah, back with you on Sunday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Bulldog baseball, Bulldog basketball, a lot of fun stuff, and we'll have some Bulldog football in the spring variety. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.